If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Hello Somebody, a production of the Black Effect Network on iHeartMedia. Before we begin, I want to give some thanks to our team. Thank you, Grace and Co. for our graphics, Pepper Chambers for writing, Angelo Greco and Anna Mesa for managing our social media, Tiffany Hale for everything, Erica England for Patreon support, and our production team at Large Media. That's L-A-R-J-Media.com. Also, let me tell you what we have going on over at Patreon. Patreon is like our family where you can become a member and get access to every episode commercial free, plus videos of inspiration from yours truly, merchandise deals, and a lot more. Head over to patreon.com forward slash hello somebody and become a member today. All proceeds from Patreon go to support the production of this podcast. You're listening to Hello Somebody. Come on, somebody. Hey, everybody. This is Cliff Lewis, your realtor's favorite realtor. I am sold by Cliff, and I'm here talking to Senator Turner about my battle with COVID. Well, hello, somebody, family. We are continuing our COVID-19 episode. These episodes are designed to educate and hopefully edify And I am so delighted to have Cliff Lewis with us. Cliff is a Clevelander and he just recently endured and has overcome, though, but he endured 
the struggle of uh, having been diagnosed with COVID and was actually in the hospital for a few days. And he is going to share portions of his story with us. So, Cliff, welcome to Hello, Somebody. Thank you, Senator Turner. I appreciate the invite. I love what you're doing. I love this series. Um, Hopefully I can inspire someone and uh, give my insight on what, what, what it felt like. Well, thank you for your courage to be vulnerable. A lot of people would not necessarily want to tell their story, and we're so glad that you're willing to tell yours. I do believe that it's through our stories that we find strength, all kinds of strength on all kinds of issues, and certainly what this nation and this world is enduring right now uh, with COVID. Sometimes we gotta have a we gotta have a little bit of backbone and neck bone, right? <laughs> oh, you putting you adding some neck bones to my to my hey, bones, man, huh? You know, you know, I got you know, I got to make sure. <laughs> you, know, I, <laughs> you know, I got to make sure. Adding some neck bones to my wishbone, my jawbone, and my backbone. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're so glad. So tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. What what you do? Uh, Are you a native of Cleveland? Just share, share, share with the the people who are listening to us right now. So I'll give a a little short bio. I'll give you guys the 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 little uh, snippet of it. Um, Raised in Connecticut. Went to school in Maryland, um, Morgan State University, HBCU. Um, left there, played a couple years in the NFL, uh, Cleveland first, then Giants, and then Arizona, and then Canada one year. Got my master's while I was playing ball. Came here, became a teacher, uh, administrator in the, in the CMSD school district, then uh, left there, and now I am a real estate agent. Very good. What a journey. And so you you actually played for the Browns. I did. I for, played for, for the Browns under under Romeo Cornell, uh, two thousand and seven and two thousand eight. I remember Coach Ronet Romel. Ro, yeah, or do Ro, I remember Ro, Ro, Romeo? Romeo. <laughs> Hill. I can't even pronounce his name. So, do I really remember him, y'all? I do remember right. him. Just, 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 just couldn't get the tongue to roll correctly. But yes, Coach Romeo. All good. I, I remember Coach Romeo. Yes, and uh, we both have somebody special here in Cleveland that that uh, yep. we, we we both uh, love and and uplift. So I'm glad that she brought us together. So COVID, Absolutely. walk us through the date, the time. I remember because I'm so close to your family, getting the message right. that you were in right. the hospital and just praying and saying, "Keep me posted, keep me posted." So can you can you walk for those who don't know the story? Can you walk us down? memory lane. Sure, sure. So um so I was a uh, I'm I'm an avid I'm an avid uh sports and workout person. So go to the gym on a regular basis, not to say that that's where I got it cuz I I still don't know the narrowed down area or location of where I got it. Um I'm in the gym doing my normal workout and um my body just kind of felt like I was powering down and I literally had just got there. So maybe 20 minutes into the workout and I just felt really, really drained. Um, don't know why, don't know how. Finished the workout and I still was feeling really drained. This was on a Thursday, Friday evening. Um, that night, I tried to get some food um, and something just didn't feel right. Food wasn't tasting the way that it typically does. It wasn't, it just wasn't as vibrant. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about, oh, I lost my taste, of, uh, my taste or my smell. For me, it just, you can taste it. It just wasn't a vibrant, you know, vibrant taste where it was almost tastes like it, like it was bland, but you knew it wasn't. So your yes. mind is telling you one thing, 
but you're experiencing something different. Didn't really pay attention to it, kind of just kind of brushed it off. And then I just gradually progressed to worse. So within, so I wrote it down and it was kind of in phases. Um, so the first phase, I just started getting body aches. Um, and I just thought it was normal soreness from working out. And, you know, I work out all the time. So I'm used to body working, you know, body being sore. And then it became, um, I had a temperature. I said, okay, maybe I got the flu. Of course, I'm not putting it off on COVID. I know there's no way I got COVID. There's no way um, this is where I'm at. I mean, you know, big six foot eight, 300 pound man that works out on a regular basis. There's no way that I got COVID. Um, so yeah, so moving forward, it, it just turned into now I, now I not only am I, do I have body aches, but I have a temperature and now I'm having a little bit of issue with breathing and people talk about you having respiratory problems and you should go to the emergency room. Of course, I'm like, I'm not going to the doctor. I'll be fine. This is going to yeah. wear itself out. It'll be cool. That turned into me crawling out of bed to go use the bathroom like i'm like low crawling my way to the bathroom because if i stand up i'm wheezing to breathe so i'm now are you are you are you 24 how many hours into the symptoms are you by the time you get to i'm crawling out of bed sure so i would say i probably started getting back i started getting body aches around let's say let's say the workout happened on like a thursday friday i started getting and started feeling bad like monday where body aches are really more it was less sore and more body ache so now the soreness the normal soreness of a workout turns into something's not right my hands and the, the palms of my hands and the soles of my feet were sore from what? Like, how did that, you know, how does that happen during the course of a normal workout? It's not like I'm still playing ball or anything. So none of those things would re- register in my mind. Uh, but again, I'm still putting it off because I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't, you know, I'm not a doctor person. I could, I basically have to amputate a leg for me to go to a doctor. So now, amputate a leg. You know, that happens to a lot of men. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say, I want to say especially black men, there may mm-hmm. be other variables behind it, but probably men in general, because I, I do have uh, women from other ethnic and racial groups say the same thing. It probably are some other things are probably behind that, whether it's access to health care or the whole macho. I don't need to go to the doctor. Which one was it for you? I think it was definitely the macho. I, I don't, just don't, I don't need to go know. to the doctor. <laughs> Yeah, being in the military currently as a as an army reservist, I mean, I have the military healthcare. I was, you know, I work, you know, so I don't I don't necessarily have a lack of access to healthcare. It was literally the macho and the fear of going to the doctor. So it's whether the, whether this was COVID or not, which you discovered it was after the fact, but let's just say, for example, it wasn't for you. Your default is I'm not going to the doctor. I'm gonna figure this out on my own. I'm gonna, we gonna. Okay, we're not going I'm to go, the doctor. I'm going to figure this out. We're not going to the doctor. And it's okay. unfortunate, like you were saying, it's, I think it's more of a cultural thing. Yes. Typically, we don't, you know, as black men, black community, we don't go to the doctor for fear of, quote unquote, they're going to end up finding something. That is so, so true. I'm like, no, you're not going to find something on me. I'm just going to go ahead and, <laughs> you know, you don't, you're not going to tell me that this cough is actually cancer. You're not yes. going to tell me that the soreness is a brain aneurysm. You're not going to tell me that this is something 
you know, a lot worse than, you know, me having, you know, COVID, which is something I could get over versus a brain aneurysm that has a very, very low survival rate. So it's you're you're absolutely and, and that is something maybe at a, at another time we can talk about. You know, Doctor Modlin and he works at the Cleveland Clinic. He started the Black Men's Health Fair for some of the reasons that you're identifying now. I know we kind of digressing them from we're just putting the pin in okay. the COVID conversation, but this mm-hmm. is a very important conversation to have too. Black men in particular not taking care of themselves through the healthcare system for various reasons, as you and I just identified. One is probably culturally, we just not going, black men just not going. The other, you know, I've met lots of uh, black men and and talked to their families where they just don't have, which is not your case, but they just don't have the health insurance. And so they don't want to get a bill, quote unquote. So they'll just rather tough it out and take their chances rather than to go to to a doctor. So there are two dynamics. Maybe there are probably some other dynamics, but I think those are the two major Absolutely. ones. Absolutely. So back health, to you. There's, there's health, there's poor eating. There's a lot of different things. That a lot of variables. Well, you know? Yes. Yeah, sure, so, sure. So so days sure. have gone by. Right? Yeah. You worked out. This was a, a Thursday, you said? Thursday, Thursday, Friday, towards the end Th- of the week. Thursday, yeah. Friday, towards the end of the week, mm-hmm. you work out. You, you're feeling exhausted from the workout. You're progressively yep. having different... Uh, different uh, symptoms. Symptoms, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Different symptoms mm-hmm. impacting you, progressively getting worse, and you're still saying, "I'm not going." Okay, so now you're crawling. You're on the floor. You're crawling. So to get to the back, I'm crawling on the floor, and I say to myself, because now I'm supposed to report to military duty this weekend. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to, to to training this weekend like this. So I go to urgent care. I go to urgent care um, right there on Mayfield Road. I go to agent, urgent care and I get a COVID test, COVID test positive. So now in my mind, I'm still denying it. I'm still like, there's no way I have COVID. I send that information down to my unit, to the sergeant. Um, of course, at that point, he's like, oh, you know, we don't necessarily believe you. We need some more information. That's just urgent care. It could be anything. I said, okay. No so I go way. back home. Mind you, I'm not going to drill at this point. You're, I already have a positive diagnosis. I'm not going. Um, so I get home and I'm still like having trouble breathing, having trouble breathing. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to the emergency room. So I drove myself to the emergency room um, and I sat in, in, in the ER um, right there on the Hillcrest Hospital. Drove myself to the ER. I'm sitting in, in the ER and they gave me a COVID, another COVID test, which of course it came back positive. But they did something a little bit different. They asked me, okay, so how are you feeling, blah, blah, blah. I said, I wouldn't have come in here. I wouldn't have come in here unless I really felt like something was wrong. And at that point, I felt like the wheezing was getting to the point where I was getting headaches. I was getting a a migraine. And it felt like it was getting harder for me to breathe. So they put this little, um, I don't even know what it's called. They put a little machine on my finger. And the machine measures your blood oxygen level. Mm -hmm. So they had me walk around and I'm, and I mean, like I maybe took 12 steps from where I was in the ER to the test. And they're like, no, we're going to admit you right now. I said, well, what's going on? They said, your blood oxygen level is 73. Typical blood oxygen level for someone who's resting is 90 to 98. They said, literally you're walking and suffocating at the same time. Oh my. We're going to admit you. We're admitting you right now. So that's when, it started to click. You're really sick. 
there's something going on. This is not going to be, this is not just, oh, you about to go home. Because once, once they tell you they're admitting you, there is no, oh, let me go to my car and go get something right quick. Oh, let me go. There is none of that. You're, right. you're going to sit right here. We're going to put you in a room. And, you know, here's your, your, your apron, not your apron, here's your gown or whatever it is from the hospital, yeah. um, you know, basically need you to just roll. And that's when it clicked that I have something a little bit more dangerous than what I thought it was. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Being in the hospital for those days is probably the most lonely, um, vulnerable, sad, depressing, and anxiety-filled 
place you can be, um, during, especially during COVID. There's no visitors. Um, you know, there's people calling on the phone, checking and all that stuff. But again, there's no visitors. Dear, you know, the roommate that I had at the time, he was battling COVID and he was an older gentleman. So he's coughing all day, all night. So there's no sleep. You got anxiety. I got a fever that I can't break. They're constantly sticking me with needles and, and testing my blood and giving me this and doing this. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm never going home because I can't break this fever. I'm in a hospital, I'm crying. There's nobody really that could come and, you know, your mother can't come and give you a hug and tell you everything is going to be okay because the hospital won't let her upstairs into the yes. COVID area. There is no one to come and lay hands on you in our community. You know, the pastor can't come lay hands on you right. because you're in the COVID area. There's nobody to really give you that physical touch of support except for the people that are helping you, which are the nurses and the doctors. What I find really interesting about that component is they are, they are, I, I give kudos to all of the nurses and doctors and everyone that's working with COVID patients because with a guy like me, who's in, maybe in a little bit better health versus the roommate who's an older guy who's coughing all night, who has to have a ventilator, who has to have, uh, you know, every, he's basically being monitored so he doesn't die like right then and there. I'm being monitored with, you know, some oxygen in my nose and they're, you know, giving me Tylenol so I can break this fever. And, but I mean, you have other patients in there that are in much worse condition. Um, you know, and they're working around the clock. It's three in the morning. They're coming and knocking on the door and taking blood and they're, you know, delivering medication and, you know, they're doing everything possible to keep these people alive. And, you know, fortunate enough for me, I was able to be, you know, released pretty soon. But I mean, there were people that were in there that, you know, I talked to some nurses, then people in there that have been in there for months. And have beat yes. COVID, but they're having respiratory issues and they've been having respiratory issues for months. Yeah, there are complications associated. I mean, there's degrees to COVID is the way I like to right. explain it for laymen to, to understand that you can be... You can be asymptomatic and just walking around here, skip, skip, skip to Malu and have it and mm -hmm. be spreading it to people. And then there are what I would call minor symptoms where you're symptomatic. You, you have the symptoms, but it's not necessarily enough to put you in the hospital. You might go a test, take a test. I've talked to people like that. They say you have COVID, but you don't have the, the respiratory and all. You might lose your sense of taste or smell, but you don't have all of those things going on at once. So you just kind of tough right. it out a little bit. And then it's the progressively worse as you had and you're younger and healthy. And then it's that elder in the bed next to you, you know, where they're just trying to, 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 to really save his life. So for you, I, I mean, I was really struck by, when you said with this, with this, with this monster right here, there was nobody to come hug you. You couldn't, mama couldn't come save you. Cause you know, mama coming to the rescue, baby. Mama's mm -hmm. coming. If don't nobody else come, mm -hmm. we will mm -hmm. take the risk of getting mm -hmm. that sucker to come see our babies. But mama not allowed because this, because of how this spreads It's so contagious. And then, mm -hmm. The, the spiritual tradition, especially, you know, those of us in the Christian tradition, the fact that the, 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 the minister can't come put the oil on your head 
and pray for you. Nobody could come. And the loneliness, can we just go back to that place just for a little <laughs> while? What was, I mean, I know you said you, you kind of felt like you weren't coming out. Thank God that was not the case. But did at any point you start to think, like start to count blessings or start to feel, I mean, yeah, what, what, what were you feeling? I don't want to put the feelings in your head. Did anything um, other than I might not make it out cross your mind? There was a, there was, there was, there was a moment in there. Um, there was a, a doctor. He was a, uh, the doctor that administered, he, he was basically the guy that signed off on the medication that I was supposed to take. And he came in and he said, Hey, look, you're going to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to start uh, walking around, walking around the room, walking around the room. So in my mind, I'm like, it's hard for me to breathe. Like, what do you mean walk around the room? Like, yes. he's like, but you're going to have to start walking around the room. Once you start getting better or once you start, your help, you start feeling better. And I remember I was uh, sitting there, I was sitting up in the, uh, the hospital bed and I said, you know what? I'm going to start walking around the room. And my, I got so lightheaded that I ended up sitting on the other side of the hospital in the other side of the room in a chair. And um, I was just sitting there and I just started crying. I mean, I said I started crying. I was like weeping, crying like somebody died. Um, and this young nurse walks in and she's like, oh my God, what's wrong? I'm like, I just can't, I just can't, I can't shake this fever. If I can't shake this fever, I'm not gonna go home. I'm not gonna go home. Um, and she's like, oh my God, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. You'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everything will be okay. And, and it was kind of at that moment where it almost clicked, like, you'll be all right. You, you'll be okay. This is not going to be the end of you. This is not going to be the end of Cliff. You know, you have two daughters that you're responsible for. You got family that loves you. You got people that are responsible for you. This ain't your clock is not is not, not your final yet. chapter. This ain't the final your, chapter. Your, this ain't your final chapter, right? This mm -hmm. ain't your final chapter. So, um, at that point, I was you know making sure that I was just bathing, trying to cool my body down. Uh, oh, mind you, when you go into the hospital, when you first get there, you have to get approved to take a shower because you have a you have a, a, a stint in your arm that's giving you an IV. So when you first get in there, it's like no, 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 you can't take a shower. So you're you're from wherever you just got from, going to the ER, getting diagnosed, to being in a room, no shower. So you're sitting there for however many days that you're in there with no shower. So at that point, it was like, hey, doc, can I take a shower? Can I know you can't take a shower. Hey, doc, hey, doc, I need to take a shower. Hey, no, 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 you can't take a shower. Eventually, he ends up letting me take shower. And I'm taking three, four, five showers a day because I'm trying to break this fever. I'm trying to, like, my hardest to break. I'm walking around the room, go take a shower walk around the room, go take a shower, get something to eat, go take a shower. I'm trying to do my best to break this fever. Um, you know, growing up, there's an old cliche of um, uh, feed a fever and starve a cold. Yeah. So I thought to myself, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'm going to feed this fever. I'm going to feed it with this hot water. I'm going to eat. I'm going to drink tea. I'm going to put everything in my system to try to beat it. Um, and eventually, of course, my, uh, my temperature went down and it went down consistently. And, um, you know, when you're in a hospital and you have COVID and your temperature's up, they come test you every three to four hours to test your temperature, give you uh, some type of medication to try to fight the temperature. 
And yeah, and eventually it went down and that was the saving grace. Once once it was down, I was able to leave. That's very good. So it clicked. Something finally clicked. And it's mm-hmm. definitely not lost on me where you pause for a minute to thank those nurses and doctors and others who are part of the hospital ecosystem for what they do every yep. single day. They are essential workers. They are on the front line. So whether they are the MD to the to the nurse to the housekeeping people, right. uh, all of those people, the people that right. serve the meals, all of them, without them, you know, right. I, I don't know where we would be in this country and also in this world. So I'm right and, with you. And the COVID and the COVID patients are such a small microcosm. I mean, what about the guy who got in a car accident? That's right. What about the kid who you know fell off his bike? You know, there's there's still other people. The that everyday they need to be occurrences. For. Yeah. Right. The everyday These, occurrences, yes. and then on mm-hmm. top of that, you have two, three, four floors of COVID patients that you're responsible for too. So the overwhelming workload that these doctors and nurses are. Uh, you know, consume with them, man. I give kudos to them for what they what they do and what they can do. Amen to that. And the system is overwhelmed. And a lot of people, you know, as we were talking earlier about who goes to the doctor on a regular basis or when something happens to to, to you, how likely are you to go to the doctor? But a lot of people are not even going to get their wellness checks right now like they would normally do because the system is so overwhelmed with COVID patients and or somebody's scared to go to the hospital because they don't want to get COVID. So all of this has a ripple effect. It's a domino. You know, one domino falls and all the other ones. We are so connected. So whether people directly get COVID or indirectly, we are impacted. Whether a family member gets it or doesn't get it, we are all impacted. What's happening to our sisters and brothers on other continents, be it Africa or Asia or Europe, South America, we are one human family and COVID has come in some respects to remind us of that. And it is really my sincere hope that there is promise in the problem that we learn lessons that we actually come out of this stronger. I mean, we know that millions of people have died. Hundreds of millions of people have contracted COVID. Don't want any of those deaths to be in vain and the suffering of people who actually contracted COVID to be in vain, that there are many lessons that we should learn both Mm -hmm. as a American nation, a community, a national community, and also an international community. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. So speaking of lessons, what yep. lessons? Are there, are there two to three things that you can share with us about lessons that you have learned as you grappled, as you fought and won uh, against COVID? Um, a couple of lessons that I would, that I would say that I took away from it is uh, if you give up on a fight, then you lose. You got to keep swinging. Keep swinging. As soon as you stop swinging, you're going to end up, you know, you're going to end up losing the fight. Um, the second thing is you can't be afraid of what will happen on the other side of that. I'll give you a little bit of context. Once I got out of the hospital, um, I posted some of the images of me in the hospital and asking for prayers and all those things via my social media. Um, and once you get out, people really, really treat you differently. Being a real estate agent, I'm going to be around people, showing houses, um, you know, giving people tours of different locations. And people are like, hey, yeah, can, do you mind staying outside while we go inside and go look at a property? Because, you know, we know that you had COVID. And and at first, I did get offended. At first, it messes with your mind. You're like, wait a minute. Like, I've been working with you since, you know, this time. And now I can't be in the same space with you. We should, I've seen, you see multiple properties of me. But I have to be conscious that, you know, they are in a space where they want to protect themselves you're not necessarily an advocate for difficulty for them, but the fact that COVID sticker is on you becomes, you know, a little difficult for them to be in that environment because they don't want to risk themselves. So having that ability to say, you know what, it's okay. That's fine. We can, we can make it work. Um, you know, that's another lesson. And uh, the third and final is the people that the people, the, the, old cliche is give people roses so they can smell them. Keep give people roses while, while they can still alive. smell them. Yeah. Yeah, while they're still alive so you can still smell them. Um being at a hospital, not being able to touch my mother, not being able to be around my loved ones really, really gave me a concept of you really got to give that opportunity for yourself to love the people that love you. Because you have no idea when that time is going to come for them or for you. Yes. And that's a heck of a, a third a third uh, lesson in this whole list. It's, be, it's really gratitude and appreciating what you have while you can. And moments like that, near-death experiences, or even if it was near-death or you just felt like you were going to die, often ca- causes us to reflect in that deep way, to have greater appreciation for the people that we love and the things that we have and the life that we're living. It puts everything in perspective, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you didn't have glasses on, you definitely was going to put them on after you got out. Come on, you better talk about that. Again, Mm. millions of cases of COVID in our country, in the world, millions of people are have died. And uh, we are doing everything that we can 
hopefully collectively and as individuals, because there's an individual responsibility here to tame this beast called COVID. And we will be able to tame this beast. We got scientists working around the clock, other folks working around the clock to try to help us in the same way that flu virus, when it was first introduced to humankind, had the same impact. We, we live with the flu. We know that the flu can still be dangerous, but we have the flu to such a level now that we get the, the, the vaccine and it's manageable. And we got to get COVID to that same level. So I want the listeners, please, Mr. Cliff Lewis shared his story with us from right here in Cleveland, Ohio, his journey, a healthy young man, an athlete, healthy young man, a loving family that has everything going for him. And he got COVID. He doesn't still know how he got it, but he got it. And he struggled for days before he actually went to the doctor. You are a miracle, Cliff Lewis. Let me just say that because when you said they put yes, that ma'am. thing on your finger and said your body was suffocating itself. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if you had to wait a few more days. So I'm glad that you. Yes, the body was saying, Cliff Lewis, get us to the hospital. Stop playing, man. Yes, don't ma'am. play games. Yes, get ma'am. us on to the doctor. Yes, Stop playing. Post haste. Glad that you did that. May your testimony be a light to somebody else. And thank you for sharing your story with us. I know that you are going to be a blessing to so many people and even beyond COVID. I think the conversation between Cliff and I is really about go to the doctor. If you feel something that's not right and it is lingering and or getting worse, please, by all means, just go on, go on, get it checked out. We'll figure out the bill. Absolutely. Listen to me talking about we. Figure out the bill on the <laughs> other end. You know, I know they're like, we. Yeah, don't, put, don't, don't say we. Don't right, say where, we. Where, where can we send that no, bill ain't to? No ain't, ain't no we. Ain't no we. Listen, ain't no we. You, you, you figure out that bill on the other end. It's one of the reasons why yours truly is fighting so hard for Medicare for all, baby, because so nobody yes, should, at least the excuse should be not be that you're afraid to get a, a bill. You know, we'll deal with the other cultural dynamics, but I never want people, I, I want to do away with people feeling like they can't go because they can't afford to. Sometimes you can't afford not to. Your life is on the line. So Cliff Lewis, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We will continue our COVID series. Again, this is about uplift. It is about education. It is about enlightening people. And for us to know, we're going to get through on the other side. Now, it's going to be, it, it, it is going to be, and it has been a difficult journey. We haven't had anything of this magnitude for 100 years since the Spanish flu. It's going to be difficult. It is going to be difficult. But it we is. will get through this. Thank you, Cliff. Before, before we're done, I just want to say thank you to you, Senator Turner. I want to say uh, thank you so much to Tiffany, our mutual love uh, mutual for connecting love. us. Yeah, for connecting us to allowing us, you know, allowing me to have this story and, and you give me an opportunity to say that. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for your boldness and your courage. As I said, you, yes, you are going to bless a whole lot of people. So thank you so much. Next week on Hello Somebody. Who wants something that was done at warp speed injected into their arm? They should have called it something like Operation We Got You. We will discuss the policies. Policies are supposed to be written and they're supposed to be enforceable. We can create to help move forward and out of this pandemic. Whether or not this was created in a lab, it's here now. The doctor (laughs) is in the house and she has spoken. Next week on Hello Somebody.
Hello Somebody is a production of iHeartRadio and the Black Effect Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.